The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. It is Tom and Bach, hour number three, as we welcome in a legend, Steve Sippel of the Lincoln Journal Star. Hi, Steve. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? We're good. Thanks for having me on. Um, we were ta- we've talked a little bit about some of the things said yesterday to Scott Frost, and I'm sure you were there uh, as he spoke to the media. One of the things that stole, uh, stood out to us, among others, uh, was the special teams conversation that he's considering the possibility of hiring a full-time guy uh, and that he thinks Nebraska special teams, is, uh, aside from the specialists, uh, is not too bad. What would you make of some of those comments? Oh, I mean, I, I'm kind of, I understand where he's coming from. I don't, I don't, I'm not in the camp that, you know, I, and Hey, I, I should thank publicly real quick, Bach, um, Jake Bachoven for helping out and doing our, my show, my, my Jake and I show yep. this morning. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I really appreciate it. He was he was wonderful, um, and I know that's a lot to uh-huh. do. You know, you got to come in there early in the morning and, uh-huh. and then do the show there and talk about the same stuff. And Bach, um, I know where Bach stands on it. I don't know where you'd stand on it, Tom. I I'm I think it's. I mean, I don't think it's absolutely necessary to hire a special teams coach. The way I the way I the way it unfolded this year. Obviously, it was far from perfect, but I saw I saw progress. I didn't see it. I didn't see. <laughs> it's hard to say this after what happened against Ohio State—a 31-yard field goal mm. miss that really, really cost them—and that, and that sort of thing happening over and over. But I don't. I buy into what Frost says. It's not the first time I've heard it. Um, there's guys within the program that would say the same thing that Scott says, which is. The, the issue is the specialist. It's not necessarily scheme and structure. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a ways away from where you want it to be, but they've, they've moved forward. And I don't know. They've, had, they've just had a disastrous season at the place kicker position. The punter position, there was a disaster, but that's smoothed out a little bit. The punt return has smoothed out. Um, the kickoff return's not where you want it to be. But, I mean, I, I just I think coverage has been – has been good and really good at times, no matter what the, I don't know what the staff say, but mm. and I know there's metrics out there that, that I don't know. I don't know what the hell they even mean, but um, 
there's metrics out there that weigh special teams in totality. Hmm. I don't know. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's absolutely necessary. But I, it wouldn't like if he if he hired a special teams coach, I'd totally get it. But it comes down to how does he want to configure the rest of his staff. Yeah, and it's interesting. Of course, the other day as well, um, the, the, talking about the staff, the biggest hire is going to be the offensive coordinator. And it sounds like yeah. they're they're more leaning toward tweaking the offense than an overhaul. Do you think that that's the right move with just one year to get this right? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, you got to do whatever works fast. And I mean, I it, when you start talking about systems and all that, I don't. It doesn't mean all that much to me. What means a what means a lot to me is does whatever this system or tweak is does it fit your personnel number one, and then the next question is quarterback personnel. I mean, what's what is what is that going to look like? I mean, I think what you're looking at here is this. And I just don't think the quarterback position should be. Uh, I, I I'm just going to say this: it should be foremost in the discussion. I mean, I think what, the way I size all this up is I'm most interested in, number one, who he hires as the offensive coordinator, and number two, what he does with the quarterback position. Those, that, to me, are, those are the two, two critical, critical areas that need to be addressed. So let's see what that looks like. Steve Sippel of the Lincoln Journal-Star, our guest. Uh, Scott mentioned that it was taking a lot of his time being kind of the coordinator of this team uh, and yet trying to be a CEO. So the next offensive coordinator will be uh, apparently fully in control of the offense and have the car keys where Scott is going to take more of a global view. Do you think that is the right move for Scott Frost, and how hard will that be to achieve, you think? I've always thought that. I've, I've thought that for a long time. It's not that I don't think – I mean, I've, we've had these discussions going back to the Frank Solich here, I remember, Tom. Yeah. Um, it was a discussion then, and I came down where I, I came down on it where I come down now. Um, I think a job of this magnitude, that's this nuanced and this complex, it makes more sense to me to have uh, a CEO type of head coach. And I, you know, I, it's not like I got to be careful because some listeners will say, "Well, you haven't exactly been loud in voicing your displeasure with the way he did it." And I have. Some guys can do it. it. You know what? These discussions often just come down to they're, they're very subjective in nature, and it depends on the individual. Some individuals can really thrive in that role, in that they can be the play caller, lead the offense, and handle the global nature of that job. It's just, I mean, do you understand what I'm saying? Some guys are just more cut out to do that than others. Some guys are willing to go in the office Oh, I've heard Rick Neuheisel talk about it, and I've always been taken by it. He was a play caller as a head coach for a period, and then I think he relinquished those duties because he said, or how he handled it was this. He said, I would go into the office at extremely early hours um, and do all of my game planning, um, you know, scouting the defense, self-scouting the offense, um, getting the play sheet ready. He would do that super early in the morning like, you know, five, eight, and get everything in that realm done before 8 a.m. when all hell would break loose, mm. you know. And that's, you can only imagine, guys, what happens on a daily basis when you're leading a program with that, you know, with 200, 200-plus mm. 200 people. Right. I mean, leading the ticket would be a 
a bit of a chore, right? <laughs> uh, um, so leading the Journal Star, same way. Now, now think about leading a program and all the different things that go into it and all the nuances of college football in general. So, yeah, I just, it just, the way Trev, the way Trev laid it out made a lot of sense. And I, I thought something that was interesting the other day and might, might really focus in on the quarterback specifically that we were saying, but um, the, that, Frost said that they're pretty much full go from here on out, um, other than JoJo Doman's got a decision to make. But I thought there there might be more decisions to make because this seemed like, you know, the moves being made now, I understand why it happened. College football and recruiting has moved up and all that stuff. But it seems like somewhat of a bail on uh, on the Wisconsin and Iowa and maybe giving it your full go. So I thought maybe some players would think, well, we didn't get to the bowl game. Maybe I should prepare for the next level. But it sounds like they're full go. And specifically with quarterback, uh, Adrian Martinez, do you, you you mentioned the quarterback thing earlier? Do you feel like this is his last year? A lot of people are getting the sense that this this is is probably going to be it for Adrian here these last couple games. Okay, now here's what happened. There. I could only catch a little bit. I'm I'm, I'm on this stretch of US 77 where I always lose service, but yeah. I'm turning on to the interstate. Um, so can you just kind of repeat that box? I was just asking. Basically, is if Adrian, if if these final two games are going to be the last chapters for Adrian here at Nebraska, a lot of people kind of getting that sense. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy eighty percent lean ground beef for three forty nine a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for seventy seven cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting that sense. And here's the thing. When I talk about going into the portal to get a quarterback and, and how important that is in the grand scheme of things, that's not necessarily with the idea that Adrian won't be there. But I think you got to bring in somebody to compete, compete for sure. Um, and now I know what I know. Everybody's going to say, "Oh yeah, that's great. That'll work really well." A, a guy's going to want to come in here with Adrian if it's handled if it's handled correctly. It can absolutely work, and especially with the way the dynamics change now, because you can tell a quarterback in the portal, "Look, we're we cha- we're changing the offense. We're going to have a new." You know, we're going to have a new person in charge of the offense. And Adrian's not going to have, you know, a huge – it's not going to – it's not – so you can absolutely make Adrian around if he so chooses. Yeah. But I don't – whether Adrian's here or not, I believe you've got to go into the portal to get a quarterback. Yeah. And it shouldn't dissuade you if Adrian decides to stay. Well, you do look at the roster, and if Adrian's gone, I'm not sure that necessarily means you're better. Or if Ben Stilley's gone, and obviously he is, and JoJo and Deontay, Deontay Evans, even if you do uh, do a good job with the portal, you're losing Samari Torre. He might be your best receiver. It's not, it's not as easy as saying, well, they built this culture, and now we're fine. No, it's not, Tom, but it can. you can do it. Here's what I'd say, how I'd Here's how I look at that. Mm-hmm. I think these coaches think a little differently than a lot of media. It seems like we always find reasons why things can't work. Yeah. 
I mean, I think coaches, it's built into their DNA that they find ways that it can work. I mean, Mel Tucker made it work. He just made it work. He, yeah. he had a plan. He had a, gr- a great plan, in fact, that he was going to go in and treat it like an NFL situation into the portal. And he identified the spots where they needed the guys most. He brought the guys in. He guaranteed them nothing. It helped the culture of the team because he mm. guaranteed those guys mm. nothing. Some of the guys won jobs. Some of them didn't. When they didn't, it helped the culture of the team because he helped firm to what he was saying. It, this is the way you got to do it in college football in a lot of cases. Yeah. And in Nebraska's case, you got to do it. You just got to say you can do it. And it's just like the coaching thing. Yeah. I hear all these guys saying, simple, there's no way this can work. Well, I've, I've seen it work. I saw yeah. it work in 2002. Yeah. yeah, it's a little different. And I know what everybody's going to do. They're going to nuance up the discussion. But I don't know. I, all I saw was Frank changed. He hired six new guys, three on defense, and, it, and the defense turned on a dime. Yeah. The defense was awful when, when Bo came in. Um, it was pretty bad yeah. in 2002. And, it, and he, it turned on a dime in yeah. 2003. It, there's, you can absolutely make this stuff work. Uh, Steve Sippel of the Lincoln Journal Star. Scott Frost talked about wanting French, fresh ideas, and that makes me think, uh, does that mean the offensive coordinator will be somebody that he doesn't know or that he's not familiar with what they were doing? Or Did you take that to mean anything, like they're going to go outside the Husker family or people that Scott Frost has connections with for this new staff? Or does, does that mean anything, the fresh ideas thing? Um, I think it's meaningful. Um I don't think Scott has a real wide net in terms of connections in the coaching world. Mm-hmm. So it might be somebody it might be somebody he doesn't know, which is just fine. I mean, mm-hmm. there's you can do you can definitely do that. Um, you can you can hire four guys you've never been around, and, it, and yeah. it can work just fine. They did that at Ohio State. Urban Meyer, that staff wasn't a bunch of guys that, when Urban was there. It wasn't a bunch of guys. Who were chummy. I mean, it was just a yeah. bunch of. I've, I've I've talked to guys who are familiar with the staff. They just they're just guns that head in there and go, go to work, you know. And that's that. There's a lot to be said for that. So, as far as that goes, I don't know what that's going to look like. Just try to get the best guy in the yeah. in the guy with the offense that best fits your personnel, yeah. and and not make it all that hard. Uh, and just uh, news that's coming out here over the last 10, 15 minutes is that Jojo Doman is indeed uh, done with his Husker career. He has had surgery on his hand this past week that will take him out for the rest of the season. How much of a loss is that for Nebraska's defense, which has been so good uh, in the final two games? Well, Jojo is absolutely one of the best players on the team. It's not – now, if this was Ohio State week, it would have a much broader impact because of Jojo's ability to play in space. Um, his effectiveness is somewhat compromised against teams like Iowa and Wisconsin because he's a better player outside the box than inside the box. So he's good. I mean, he's, he's a good player inside, but he really thrives in space. And come on, you know what these games, you know, you know what these games are going to look like. So it was a good time for Jojo to make this decision. Um, he made it, I know he made it with the NFL in mind that, if he played through the season, if he played through the season, then elected to get surgery after the Iowa game in that November twenty seventh, twenty eighth range, then it would it would have. I mean, he 
it would hold him back a little too much for his liking in the NFL draft process. So it's made with – and he's an NFL player. He's going he's to play in the NFL. Um, and he's, you know, but, but he wouldn't, he might compromise that, that situation by trying to play with a club on and, or, and, or delaying the surgery. Hey, Steve, how concerned are you with Husker basketball dropping their opener to Western Illinois? Not early. Yeah. Early in the year, um, I mean, it's not perfect, and it does make me much more interested in Sam Houston State because I, I think if you talk to, yeah, I mean, it'd be hard to find people that could that could compare and contrast Sam Houston State and Western Illinois. Uh-huh. Uh, those people, there's not a lot of those people out there. Um, but I think if you talk to somebody on Nebraska staff, they would tell you that Sam Houston State's better than Western Illinois. So that alone makes me interested in the game and will probably get me there. Yeah, and it sounds like they like to crash the board. So another uh, test uh, in the rebounding department for Nebraska basketball uh, tomorrow night when they take on Sam Houston State. Great stuff, as always, Steve. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. And, Bach, I'll see you in the morning, my man. All right, sounds That's good. A right. uh, close right. personal right. friend of ours, uh, Steve Sippel. Thank you. There he goes, uh, Stephen M. Sippel of the Lincoln Journal-Star. And Bach is hosting – because uh, where is Jake? Jake will be at a game tonight in Miami for Thursday Night Football. He'll be uh, watching Lamar Jackson and the Ravens take on his Dolphins. So uh, he's, he's made the trek out to his Dolphins Why game. would you go to that game knowing that you're probably going to get smashed? Well, there's not but too many Dolphins the, games no, to pick right. from, right? <laughs> I would wait for a Jags game and then just hope that they have a chance to well, win. I think he's taking the bye week, the opportunity yeah. to go no, see something. No, you're yeah. going to... Miami, yeah, yeah, and you just the worst, yeah. yeah that's who cares? The Dolphins lose here in Miami. Is there such a thing as a bad trip to Miami? I don't even <laughs> think that's possible. It's, it's definitely not. I back in the Orange Bowl era. Uh, oh yeah, uh, going to Miami was just so much fun. I still haven't made it to Miami. I, I need to go. It, it's uh, it's rather nice. The the weather is great. I don't yeah, know if you've heard, I've but heard the that, weather's yeah. really good. Uh, let's get to break. Come back with pregame. Nick and Rico be here on the way. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.